0: So, modes of practice. The phrases samatha and vipassana. These terms are used. Samatha is about improving the general state of being. You like, say the body of the mind. General state of being when it becomes more steady, uh, coherent, not broken up, um, enjoyable, agreeable, settled. And this, you can cultivate this through uh, breathing or through metta, karuna, and so on. Very simply speaking, through body meditations and through meditations that refine and purify intentionality. Mm. And these generate uh, a subtle body, a subtle perception. Mm subtle level of state of consciousness. So as our mind abides or lingers or feels settled in quality of goodwill, we see things, we see each other with a in that way. We experience each other as uh, beings who are who, we can ex- who who are lovable, who can receive, warmth, who can be nourished and that we're part of that and vice versa Karuna, we see beings who are subject to suffering and pain and and, uh, uh, experience compassion and others can see us in this way and experience compassion towards ourselves. And we can experience compassion towards ourselves. So this this, this means that whatever object consciousness takes as an object becomes, uh, this quality of compassion or goodwill descends upon it. Or the quality of mudita, gladness, the ability to mingle To merge, to appreciate, to participate in each other's happiness, good fortune, skillfulness, where the boundaries are softened, even dissolve. Equanimity, the possibility of bearing presence in a resonant way through the ups and downs, not panicking. Not claiming, letting things move, letting conditions arise and move. Uh, seeing each other in this eye with a sense of sympathy and trust. Being seen in this way, not being labelled as you know, hopeless or desperate, or just, just going through some things, conditions arising, passing, coolness, non interference in an intrusive way but a gentle embracing quality of sympathy fundamental property all of these are the sympathetic resonant we see something and there's a sense of ah there's a shiver of resonance of recognition And then these qualities, more uh, fully formed qualities can arise, a certain intentionality with them. The mind directs itself, the jitta directs itself and becomes a mind state. Mind state becomes the that which sustains consciousness, mind consciousness, in that mode. In that mode of mind consciousness, The object is seen in that light, the subject experiences herself or himself in that light. This is a skillful becoming, skillful form, skillful sphere. And this is just one example of cultivation, taking it very uh, briefly, synoptic way. And with insight, we recognize this particular mode is conditioned, dependently arisen. This is the consciousness abiding in this particular state. It's got there, it's arrived there. This is not a self, it's consciousness doing this and. Intentions and qualities of doing this. Mm. This is a great blessing, a great gift for this to occur. And this is not mine. It's the same. everyone has this. So this is a possibility for all beings. One becomes less uh, congratulatory about it. Mm. Or despondent of the lack of it, the absence of it. This can be this can be generated for a happy abiding. And these are called divine abidings, sublime abidings, viharas. Long, so they are then they are beautiful because they they help to remove consciousness from the planes of misery, um, the planes of. Rapacious greed, the hungry ghost realm, never enough, never enough, never enough. The angry ghosts, the titans, jealous, jealous, jealous. The demon realm, angry, violent, abusive. Animal realm, just seeking gratification. Blind instinct, reflexes. So so this lifts the mind the consciousness from these states into a more happy realm of becoming, where uh, the uh, because it's steady state, you can then observe it. You can contemplate it. It can be penetrated because it's steady and it's happy and it's not tense and it's not constantly reactive. It's settled. Therefore, it, it opens. uh, that quality of consciousness, that consciousness state, can be looked into, opened Mm. not uh, dismissed, but seen as this is this particular state Mm. and there's a a cessation of uh, a being within that these are factors, these are modes These are energies, these are qualities. End of becoming, not taking a particular form or shape. Or not adhering to it. As long as there is consciousness persisting in this dualistic world, these are happy abidings, these are skillful abidings. These are great bases to, to refer to and to touch into. They make human life manageable, joyful, and resonant, rich, fruitful. Without these we are surely in a very miserable abiding. Mm. So these are just any of these that Brahma Viharas, any of these are just a um, basic staple ingredient for a um, happy or even agreeable abiding. Without these, Jitta just goes crazy, berserk, grabbing, fighting, jealous, punching, seizing, wailing, bemoaning, defending and and, uh, accusing miserable abiding so these are these are the best these are described as the doors to the deathless another phrase that's used these are you don't get to the deathless except you get to the you get to the door (laughs) you can't get to the deathless without having a door to it so these are called doors to the deathless these are subtle abiding places so the, the four brahma viharas and the for form jhanas and three of the formless states so there's 11 but let's not go into all of that right now but uh, essentially uh, what's being talked about here the generation or the creating of a particular subtle form and this form then acts as the foundation for consciousness, which means the mind can then begin to operate, plan uh, deal with, deal with the organizational details of that particular level of consciousness, so if it's in loving kindness state can start to oh how could I help her how could I be nice if I could you know it's doing that compassion you know so these then the mind when it's when the consciousness the chitta intentionality of the jitta lifts consciousness, mind consciousness to a particular plane. And then within that plane, the manal faculty, the mind faculty can start to organize the details of behavior and keep monitoring what's going on. So these are, these are ways for fruitful life. Because then one is really you know, doing stuff Uh, And engaging, and relating, and uh, acting—you know—in this realm, which requires action and doing and relationship. So, well, let's make the best of it. Uh, And one can put one's energy into that. Uh, But important, one puts one's energy into that. One is also rather likely in doing qigong. Seventy percent, eighty percent is plenty. There's enough there just to be witnessing. Yeah, you know, if we search, searching for results, that's a that's a that's a limitation on it. You're saying, you know, uh, here I am practicing love and kindness towards you. You should be happy. No, you no, no no deal. You can please be miserable, if you that's where you're at. Let's just practice, you know, being having goodwill towards that, or non-resistance, non-aversion, non-agitation. Mm-hmm. so the these qualities get slightly stained or limited if you want we want something back, and of course, we, often we do. Uh, I like to feel that one's efforts are getting some positive results, but uh, if one hangs on to that, it's not doesn't lead to a very pleasant state, and it's also unfair. It's not appropriate. Mm. well you know we're not looking for applause <laughs> if we are then recognize i think tricks more meta this way <laughs> yeah. so you kind you, you sense how stable the form is if the form is dependent upon something it's no state it's tilting over isn't it if it's if that form of consciousness is dependent upon something happening in the future or somewhere else, then it's leaning over, isn't it? It's not stable in itself. It's stable in itself when it's just in itself. It sounds selfish, but it's not because it's it's the sense of there's a radiance of that, and where where that lands and who picks it up is not exactly under one's control, is it? Never, no, nothing much is. It doesn't mean it's not a pleasant abiding. And it's a useful abiding because if there's an opening there, the person picks that up. Great, you yeah. know, it can spread, but you can't make it happen. So these are sense of the, the the boundaries that must be uh, perhaps acknowledged. From says there's my self-view comes in. I want something to happen. Well, that that self-view, that appropriation that is a leaning over out of the purity of the state it's a tilting over and it's a grasping yeah? and therefore the state is not settled not comfortable yeah. not, not in itself right? Not not completed so we just start to as you cultivate some of these qualities Really, it's sort of like just cultivating a quality purely as a quality and uh, sensing it and tasting it and settling it into your body, hmm? generating the quality. And then you can begin to sense the, if only he was, if only she would be. Hmm? No, that's, that's a stain, that's a taint, that's a, a limitation of that. I and mean, when there's a limited... Unlimited, it's called the sphere of the beautiful. Uh, That's the phrase that's used. And when it's compassion, the phrase that's used for the... When that's no longer limited by the sense of impotence, which often acts as a boundary for one's compassion. You know, I feel I can't help. I've tried the best I can. She's still not getting well. Doing what I can, and he's still sick or he's still got those problems and you know, i've extended as much compassion as i can and he's still this way you know he's still not getting it well this is then there's a certain you feel there's a, a feeling of failure impotence and one is pushing against that to try to make it work resisting there's a certain limitation there when that limitation ceases, it's called and dwelt upon. This is called the realm of non-bounded space. There's no limit. Mudita, the ability to be mingling, uh, dropping, uh, releasing one's uh, boundary, uh, enjoying, appreciating, sharing. Conjoining in goodness, and this is a lovely thing that people do when we all get together around something that's skillful. And there's a feeling of there's no comparisons, no criticisms. You don't have to be the leader, or the, it, it's just you're in it, and it, it's a form. And so, a lot of Buddhist cultures have these mudita. Um, occasions, um, such as uh, pujas, um, alms-giving, things, you know, with goodness, is just and everybody can be there and just enjoy and and let themselves release into the assembly. Mm. This is called, sustaining this is called the realm of non-bounded consciousness. Consciousness is not bounded by self and other Mm. in this way. Equanimity leads to the sphere of no thing. Nothing, nothing really sticks. Things are in flow, waves. Whereas when there's no equanimity, we send a jet snag on success and failure, and then topple over. And this gives the mind very uneven, uneven mood state, uneven swings. So these, these abidings are to be uh, can be generated uh, and, and dwelt in. The generative um, seed is called the nimita, or the mark, the characteristic, the sign. And this is a term that's used in in various uh, contexts in the Nikayas. It generally means the defining mark. So if we go into the overall domain of the jitta, it could be agitation. And this is a, the nimitta is agitation. It could be agitated about this, that and the other, but the overall one word that was summing up, agitation. And what's that feel like? Go to the felt sense. Well, it's probably stirred, vibrant, uneven, uh, volatile. Uh, no, no steady rhythm to it. So we can discern that realm. Uh, and this is itself it is useful. Once one can discern it and, and witness that, then to a certain degree one is not becoming it. One is you know leaning out of becoming it. One is no longer enmeshed in it, one is standing on the edge of it. And that standing at the edge of that's called uh, anu, anupasi, witnessing in the presence of. This is the first sign of insight. Witnessing, or witnessing, anu, together, or in the presence of, seeing. So we witnessing, witnessing agitation is like this. It does this in my body. It does this in this form. Eventually, the sense of my body, well, it's, who knows whose body it is. Why make it? Why make that statement? It's directly felt here, and these energies—earth, rigidity, trembling, irregular pulses of air, fire, cold, and so forth—rushing through in no coherent form. There's that. Then the simple standing in the presence of it. As there's a prime root sympathy. Oh, it feels like this, mm. and you. If we're not embedded in broiling, uh, taking an issue with that state, uh, lamenting over that state, trying to find out why we have this state and so on, and how long we're going to be in it, if we're not doing any of that, and there's a standing beside, being with rather than in, and, and if we stay there contemplating the state the primary sympathy can arise yeah which is a sense of oh that's that how is that S- certain spaciousness to allow that state to be witnessed without making a person out of it particular widening of focus a particular Amelioration of intention, which normally one's intention with unpleasant experiences is to change them. There's a certain logic in that, indeed, but some of these don't change in that. They don't. Some things you can change, you know, but when it comes down to these qualities that we park a karma or these res- residues, the, the intention to change them doesn't really work because that intention adds something to the mix remember intentionality has an energy to it so if you're putting energy into a chaotic state that energy participates in the chaotic state it makes another element puts another piece into the picture which has already got 10 different pieces in conflict (laughs) so you don't need another one in there trying to sort the others out it's like if you've got a big sack with three puppies in it who are fighting. And you think, well, I'll throw another puppy in there to stop the others fighting. <laughs> and you've got four puppies fighting. So you think, oh, what do I do about this? So I'll throw another puppy in there to stop, to calm them down. You just get more and more puppies in the sack, growling and fighting with each other. So he so said, don't put any more in. <laughs> <You know. laughs> and just contemplate this seething heap (laughs) Uh, and then, oh, wow, it's really like that. And then maybe from there some intentionality of compassion could start to arise from the nimitta, from the sign. From seeing the sign as it is. Seeing the sign, beings are subject to this. Many beings are subject to this. Yeah. If there's a simple word for it you can be sure that other people have experienced it, otherwise there'll be no word for it. Oh dear, many beings are subject to this. Some people have it worse, maybe. Some people may be experiencing this in going out and drinking or blaming others. At least they're not doing that. So we you know we, we really universalize these um these signs. These are signs born in the realm of becoming in the unfortunate states they generated in a state of consciousness which is not lifted, not elevated, not uh, refined. And you can't just hoik it up. If you That quality is seen, and in that quality, in the presence of that quality, there is the triggering of sympathy, then the qualities of... Goodwill or non-aversion, uh, on-looking calm, equanimity, uh, sympathy, can, you know, compassion can begin to uh, arise. Nimitta. So, you know, very simply speaking, I think the older Sariputta, he says, well, Limiter greed is a limiter, hatred is a limiter, delusion is a limiter. that's pretty 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 blunt uh, uh, there are definite signs you can you can recognize so if you recognize those qualities the, uh, the, the greed is a, is a leaning out and a reaching into it that you can feel your your mental body your heart reach out and you know adhere with a certain feverish pull to it so the aversion nimita is a sign of resist, 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 push, push, fight, resist, walls, hardness. Delusion nimita is spinning. And then so our fundamental from resonance, then what what is what would this quality how would that quality best be met? Above all with a mind that is not adding ill will, craving, delusion. So <laughs> yeah, so this is a samatha process, isn't it? Meeting it, calming it, breathing through it, the way we cultivate. And so uh subtle and much probably much experience is needed to to gently You know, let go of the idea of changing it, getting something else. So the resonance is pretty pure. Depending on the qualities that are there, some of them are extremely resistant to being meddled with. In recent session, I was uh, participating in, we did doodling as a way of just getting uh, a quick readout on the mindset any particular moment. Once one uses words, and this is a problem with words, we use something like greed and we think, oh no, oh dear, it's horrible, it shouldn't be like that. So immediately comes this antipathy um, and so on. So you're just using words. Words have loaded qualities. Greed, does anybody say, oh, that's great. You've got some really good greed there. Maybe a few people, but but, uh, people in in this particular uh, sphere of of cultivation generally don't approve of greed. (laughs) (laughs) But if we just drew a picture of it, or not even um, naming it, but just say what's the mindset at the moment. And you relax a little, get your. We did this as an exercise, it was quite fun. Um, a piece of paper, and you just get your arm to relax. Don't. Everybody thinks they can't draw, or they've got to get it looking right, or they try to create something they think. So, no, Just just go into your body and let your hand move around with a pen and then see. As you're feeling what you're feeling, and you just let let your hand express that right? squiggles squirrels, dots, lines, and with a little after a little few moments or a minute or two, one can feel something clicks, something picks up there's a certain and the hand starts <laughs> you know, really getting quite confident in what it's doing first of all it's it's sort of scribbling around, and then it starts to form these lines yeah. Shapes and they become quite clearly configured you got that what's that? It doesn't really it doesn't really matter too much, but it's the naming of it but the sense of it's there, and we begin to uh we think if you do this like three or four times in a day, you can see wow that's that's not like it was in the morning. This one looks fairly intense. This one's got a lot of space in it. Uh, And it's just witnessing, learning to witness without uh, um, changing it. Mm. In the sense that this is the jitta and it's what it's being affected by. And it's a certain stepping back and being in the presence of that can be uh, realized through that and then that sense of just that that sense of that space allows this resonance to begin again with uh, most probably many of our reflex intentions is to go right into it and Figure it out. Work upon it. So that's that's that reflex. We question. I suggest you put it on pause because that's certainly something one would normally do. In fact, that's that's the, the default habit. But at a certain point, in, doing, in cultivating like that, you just get really uh, in, more and more intense. The, the, the texture, the te- the, the, the chitta becomes more and more intensely configured. And the atmosphere becomes overcharged and overheated. Even with pleasant experiences, let alone unpleasant ones. So this can be a real... Uh, hindrance in in release is when we overheat on agreeable experiences so we get fascinated by special energies fascinated by subtle forms fascinated by spaciousness fascinating as a fascination and a certain intensification of it which is not conducive to release and so you know, for for many people, the problems are really the more negative, afflictive states. But even if you go through those fetters, then the the um, the non the once return has a problem with this fascination with fine material forms. Hmm it's becoming. Maybe that's not your problem. <laughs> but this is this is the way what samatha vipassana means. You, you generate a skillful form, so the mind is then something one can sit with fairly easy, without a lot of reflexes, a lot of reactivity going on, without a lot of regret and lamentation going on. Or, or suppression and denial going on or the mind just can't bear it and spins off into something else so it's a, it's a peaceful it's a good enough abiding and how good you know uh this is where it gets um, subject to debate but the um the consensus is it doesn't have to be perfect <laughs> uh, in fact there's no such thing as perfect it has to be good enough so that one can feel settled uh, uh, one's mind is not, not frozen into uh, you know either reactivity or alarm or flustered or you know resistant to the state but, uh, or, or gobbled up by it it's got to be good enough so that you can step back and you know, contemplate that with a with an easy mind the easy chitta. Mm. These qualities, the sublime abidings, the brahma-vihara, are also called the mano, the measureless, we're measuring. And the mano, they're beyond the mano, beyond the intellect, beyond the measuring consciousness, which is the mano-vijnana. This is. Mano-vijnana always works in terms, there's an object, there's a subject, this is what I do about it. So these are places where when they're perfected, the manu can come to ceasing. It's no longer calculating, um, planning, making it. It comes to ceasing. And that sphere where manu ceases should be known. This is the phrase, it should be understood, it should be experienced, the place where the mind ceases. But citta doesn't cease. The mono is... When these qualities of feeling and intuition and uh, mood swing becomes organized into a definite fixed state. Fixed of some period of time. It can be three minutes, but it definitely becomes decisively something. And it it, it aims towards the future, towards further becoming. This is what occurs it, when citta, uh projects mind consciousness into certain directions. Yes. And the aim of this is to begin to release the directions and then release the aim. So a direction of, of goodwill is a skillful direction that can be worked upon. There's no result expected. Um, no big plan for universal salvation or something. (laughs) Uh, It's just, uh, this is the sphere of metta. Mm. It's like this. And we can pick that up by picking up the sign. The nature of jitta is such that what one, um, Mm. any sign, any sign, good or bad, gross or refined, bodily or mental, any sign whatsoever that we can recognise, if dwelt upon, if lingered upon, if savoured and made much of, becomes the dominant factor, the dominant trait for the abiding of consciousness. Just as we become absorbed in our work, then that becomes, that particular mode of behavior becomes the dominant focus of our lives. And the mind starts to work out the details of how to operate in this particular mode of being. Mm-hmm. You now, on, on, so on a subtler level, you pick up anywhere the sign of goodwill, you know, the, the sign of generosity, the sign of sharing, the sign of appreciation, you pick it up, it maybe, you know, it was there for three minutes, or two minutes, or you saw it in another person. You pick up a sign. How is that? Do you know what that is? Why did you call, why did you conceive it as goodwill or generosity? You you knew it, you sensed it, you saw it in another person. You experienced it yourself when you you know made that gesture, that offering, that service. You experienced it yourself. Dwell upon that. You can bring back the topic. How you felt. How it felt in your body. Enrich it. Play with it so you tease it out. How it felt in your body. Uh, uh, How it felt in your skin. How your heart felt. What wasn't present. Concerns about this, that and the other were not present. Agitation around this, that and the other were not present. What was absent. And so you notice what, you've, what has been dropped with that. And then you dwell in what remains. What remains, you dwell more in it. Then you can begin to sense things that limit it. The feeling it only belongs to somebody else, or it only happens with her, or it only happens when this comes up. So, you know, well, just go to the state itself, dwell in it, it happens when you dwell in it. That's when it happens other things may be the flashpoint but the quality of goodwill to liberate it from circumstance you recognize you know the circumstance may have been the entry to that but this state persists as long as I stay in it as long as my mind picks it up tastes it relishes it Uh, doesn't add up whether I deserve it or should have it or what it means or or any kind of self-measurement always messes it up, dwells it, then it stays because the mind is not doing anything else. It's this sense of removing the unnecessary and lingering in the beautiful, dwelling in it. So the mind acquires strength as it acquires strength, its energy unifies. Its energy unifies around the theme. When its energy unifies, this is called concentration. Samadhi, energy is unified. In harmony, we dwell in that. And we see other states as miserable, lesser, not worthy. And we preserve it. Our effort, our energy is to preserve it, sustain it, push away the calculations or the worries that hinder it. Mm-hmm. They're potentially there in the field of consciousness, mm-hmm. in the field of becoming. Mm-hmm. And of course, with something like, like this, with the beauty of this is, is that it's also uh, something you can sense you know you can pick up a sign from other people or in your relationship with other people. This is one of the great gifts that comes with this human experience is we naturally mirror. That's just built in. We naturally do mirror. We do feel for each other. We do are affected by each other. Some of that's bad news. <laughs> But uh, it also gives us the potential for uh, feeling the absence of harming or abuse, the absence of pressure, the absence of criticism, the absence of that we should be fearful of, the sense of trust and companionship, touching into that. Is this the case or not? Now it can be the case, of course, that a being, who has been, whose consciousness has been very much placed in the realm of mistrust, uh, or of non-appreciation, develops a particular mode of consciousness that they that abides in that state, even though they don't like it, um, and it gives it, it, the mind is then settled steadied in this particular negative limit the mistrust or the defensiveness or the whatever of this nature because it, it certainly this happens for people and then you know, so what is and the theme then is to just uh recognize this quality Mm. and as we abide together living in this situation beginning to really check those boundaries of self Mm. and see if you what's the reality of this Mm. and noticing just the, the general qualities of, of friendliness and goodwill that people show towards each other. and you pick up that's beautiful. That's lovely. Mm-hmm. And then is it possible that I could just stand on the edge of that? Mm-hmm. Appreciate it. Mudita. It's great to see how, how uh, warm these two are to each other, or this group are. And then just standing on the edge of it, feeling the waves of that. So that we we gently soften some of our defensiveness or shielding by abiding in the domain of goodwill. Mm. This is very much the the trajectory of the of uh, certainly of Buddhist culture, and certainly I see a lot in 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 monasteries where people are not you, you just take you just come in as far as you like you don't feel too certain about it you just stick stick around the edges you know, people stick their nose in and look at it seems okay mm. oh I, I don't think i'm allowed in here well you know they look for are they allowed to be here well why not you know if you don't believe that you can be allowed to be there <laughs> or think they are doing something wrong you see this this, uh, this skin membrane of expected, you know, your will that's, that's, that people carry. And you are saying, well, yeah, you, you're allowed to be here. And then, and then people come in as they will. And sometimes it takes people years to, to move from just looking on to actually entering into the fullness. And you have to let, let people work it out. No pushing, no, no dragging in, no pushing. Just find your own way through this stuff because it can, only, you know, it can only be through resonating with where you're at right now that the possibility of this change can occur. Not through somebody else pushing or even your own intention pushing it, but just the primary sympathy and the relaxing. Relaxing. And allowing and permission to you know, be in this particular formation, understand it, witness it, step back from it, cease feeding it. Uh, and then Jitta's nature is to incline upwards, when to, to, to enrich itself when it is no longer oppressed with past karma or the accumulations that occur in this realm of existence. So pick up the sign as i said and encourage anyone.